Welcome to the Global Discussion, discussions with creatives, leaders and thinkers. My name is Simon Hodgkins and today I'm joined by Monique Mulligan. It's a real pleasure to have Monique here on the show. Let's begin by asking Monique, maybe introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about all the wonderful things you're involved in. So over to you, Monique. Thank you, Simon, and thank you for having me on this show. It's a real, real privilege. Um, well, I'm Monique Mulligan. I am many things. I'm an author of uh, two books and, and actually more books, two novels and a few children's books and even, you know, a few romances have been written in the past somewhere. Um, I am a part-time marketer at an arts centre and so my, my role is marketing coordinator and so I do all the marketing for a busy theatre and, you know, everything from social media and, and digital marketing through to writing press releases and sending out newsletters and I have to be a general all-rounder in that role. And I am a former journalist and news editor a former publisher with Serenity Press a few years back. And I run events in Perth in Western Australia. There's two of them I run at the moment. One of them is called Stories on Stage, in which I interview authors. It's a bit of a Q&A, get to know the author, um, in-depth conversation about them, kind of like what we're doing right now, Simon. Um, and my other one is really, I'm really excited about, it's a pros and convos event which is an open mic for people who write fiction but most of the people tend to write poetry I'm discovering so <laughs> you know it's, a, it's a, a great event where people who are beginner writers can come along and beginners or, or, or you know advanced writers whoever really but it's to give people that stage in a very safe and non-judgmental space. So from from publishing you know novelist uh, speaker, presenter, journalist. I mean, there's a lot going on there, uh, Monique. Uh, I'm assuming that both of the shows, are they related to the Arts Centre work or are they separate? No, they're both connected to the Arts Centre. So it's part of bringing the literary arts into that centre. It was, it was when I first started there, much more focused on the performing arts and I saw a niche for the, the literary arts to come in and introduce stories on stage that would have been more than 10 years ago. And since then I would have interviewed more than 100 Australian authors in that, that process. And then, you know, Pros and Convos is a new event for the Arts Centre and it's it's really, they're both really close to my heart, but what I love about this one is that you know, it's it's all about people who don't get those opportunities to get out there and promote themselves in the way that other authors might get to. Yeah, and I think there's something quite magical about open mic sessions, right? They're sort of weird and wonderful yeah. altogether. And you also discover some real talent in those kind of opportunities, mm -hmm. don't you? And some That's really true. insightful work, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, last week or last month I ran one and I really thought there was going to be a proposal at that event. It was all about all of the stories and the poems ended up being about love and humanity and compassion and it wasn't by design. We had no theme. It's just how it went on that particular day. And this woman who is extremely talented got up and she, she read this poem out that she'd written the night before for her partner who was in the audience 
and had no idea the poem was coming. And I was just listening to this thinking, my goodness, she's going to propose now. <laughs> she did it. But, you know, it was one of those moments that had everyone on the edge of their seat, just, you know, almost in tears. Yeah, you can't beat that. It's wonderful when you see some magic like that happening in front of you. Yeah. Um, so let me just backtrack a little bit if I can, because mm. whether you're a, an editor or a journalist or a, a publisher as well, I know being involved in setting up a, a publishing company um, and being involved in that side of the business. But I'm interested to know, how did you actually start in this? Was this something you always wanted to do? Or did you just find yourself in this area? How did that actually work? What set you out on this path? Well, I think it's it's been quite a circular path for me because leaving school and, you know, that's it's quite some time ago, many years ago, I had planned to be a journalist and I went to university and I did my first year of university. And during that year, it came to me that maybe I wasn't cut out for what journalism seemed to be at that time. It was very much about the knocking on the doors and delivering the bad news and making the cadet journalist do it, um, you know, and ask this person with a, a microphone in their face, you know, how do you feel now that this awful thing has happened to you? And I could not see myself being that person. And so I walked away from that path at that time. And then fast forward to my 30s. And through a, a really quite miraculous turn of events, I ended up falling into a journalism role. And it's, you know, that's a, that's another story, but it's, it's one of those things that just kind of happened. And suddenly I was filling in for somebody. I'd never done this kind of role before. And I was having to ring up people and interview them and felt very much out of my comfort zone. But six weeks later, I was made senior journalist. And a year and a half later, I was the editor of that newspaper. So, you know, it's one of those very roundabout things that happens in life sometimes that does, doesn't it? You know, what you're meant to do comes back to you. I was always writing. I had actually been writing children's curriculum during those other years. And I had, you know, kept my hand in that. So, so writing was, was always my skill set, I think. And it's just that it led back to that more journalism, finding out people's stories. And I realised during that time that that's what I'm passionate about is other people's stories. How do people, how do people react in situations that they find themselves in, whether it's good or bad? That's what I, I love to get to the heart of. Yeah, and I suppose that threw you into the world of newspapers and magazines and I suppose now online publishing, blogs and articles. And I know you've written many, many things over the years. And, of course, being a, a former news editor and a journalist, you're going to be immersed in that in that world. And that's a, that's a busy yeah. world too. I know throughout sort of your time as well, you've run lots of workshops and helping people in terms of writing. Mm -hmm. But I want to sort of ask you as well, we touched on sort of the arts centre and the sort of, live type events that you're running and we've talked a little bit about the journalism and uh, the editor sort of background but can we talk a little bit about the books can we talk a little bit about the children's books and things like wildflower and wherever you go maybe could you bring us up to speed with some of what's happening here sure well I think when I was a journalist I always had that yearning to be more creative in what I was doing and journalism didn't really offer that scope because you had to tell a particular story a particular way and you had word limits and you know it was very much 
this happened on this day and this is what this person said and this is this person's response and some, you know, cute little ending line to, to finish that story. And I learned that I was good at doing that, but what I wanted to do was, was something much more in-depth and I really liked interviewing those people who, I don't know, did quirky things and, and you could just see their, their passion come out as they were talking about the things. And circumstances led me to end, end that career in journalism. I had to take time off. My, I think it was a matter of overwork and overuse, and I actually couldn't use either of my arms much for a, a probably good six-month period. Just, I mean, it was just very painful, a combination of tendonitis and RSI, and it just became huge, and I would say stress as well. So that's when I made that career move to the, you know, what they call the, the, the dark side over to marketing. They're terrible me. Um, but that time when I was at home and I was unable to do my job and I was on what we have over in Australia is, is workers' compensation. So I was being covered by insurance to recover at that time. I started book reviewing. And I, you know, was reading books. I was getting about 30 books a month sent to me and built up quite a, um, I guess, a credibility as a, as a book reviewer, someone to ask. And, and I had my, you know, quotes in books and things like that. It was a really fun time. But at the back of my mind, I was thinking, I want this for me. I want to be able to write stories as well. But I kept putting it off. It was more of a one-day thing. I had or teenagers at home. I had, you know, every excuse you can think of to not do what I wanted to do. And Julia Cameron in The Artist's Way talks about being a shadow artist. And it's that when you are kind of working, doing something similar to what it is you actually really, really want to do. So here I was reviewing other people's books and editing other people's books and launching other people's books but never doing my own and it was actually Karen McDermott over at Serenity Press who was very pivotal in kind of encouraging me as well as my mother-in-law um, who was a also a news editor they were both very influential in getting me to give it a go and so I did and I pulled out a children's story that I had you know, part written and I rewrote it and rewrote it and eventually Serenity Press published that book for me. And at the same time, I was writing these romances, short romances, which I never imagined myself ever writing before, but it was just a way to start. You need to find a, a starting point and that was it for me. And slowly I started to work on a novel. That was Wherever You Go. And when that didn't immediately get published, I started to work on Wildflower and I just went backwards and forwards between those two books until I was ready to take them down that next step, next step on the path. So that's a very long answer, but <laughs> it was always there inside me. I always wanted to do it, but it was a matter of giving myself permission to do it. No, it's, it's wonderful and it's great to hear. And sometimes, isn't it, when maybe you could say a little setback in life almost is a stepping stone to the next thing, isn't it? And we know Karen, yeah. we know Serenity Press, we've, we've, we've mm. spoke to her here out on the global discussion. Mm. And it's wonderful to see how those worlds sort of intertwine and whether it was, you know, 
deciding not really to go down the journalism path, then finding yourself back in it. And then maybe, you know, having to take some time out in life, which happens, you know, from time to time in lots of people's lives. And then all of a sudden deciding, well, I'm doing a great job at reviewing everybody else's books. I, maybe I should, <laughs> I should do this, you know. Maybe that little bit of encouragement, whether it was the, the mom-in-law, the mother-in-law, or a little bit about a publisher saying, "Look, we could, we could do something here." It's yeah. amazing how things change and ebb and flow, isn't it? And yeah. you mentioned the dark arts. You mentioned marketing, yeah. and um, yeah. I suppose it, it's, it sort of all joins up for me as you were talking there, Monique, yeah. because. The theme running through everything is there's definitely the creative flair, right? There's the interest, the passion, the creativity, whether it's interviewing people on stage um, or whether it is, you know, the new sort of open mic sessions or the newer open mic sessions or whether it's writing your own stories Mm. or whether it's being, uh, you know, uh, involved more maybe in marketing than, say, earlier on. Mm. There's a creative theme to all of that type of work, isn't there? Mm-hmm. There is very much so. And, you know, underpinning it all is story, isn't it? Because, you know, when I'm marketing, I'm still telling a story somehow. And then those skills that I use in my day job, I use to help me as an author and, you know, have used to help other authors. So it, it all does kind of connect really beautifully when you think about it. You know, even the skills I got from being a journalist have helped me in what I'm writing, have led me to contacts that got me newspaper articles, you know. So it, it's all come about really, really yeah. well. But, yes, creativity and story, I think, is at the heart of, of all that I do. Yeah, and I suppose in, uh, you know, today's world where we're now living with AI and yeah. the amount of things that are being generated and created, mm-hmm um good bad and extremely poor um, oh. depending on your viewpoint but um there's something about human engagement there's something about telling a story there's something about that creative nuance that runs through it and the passion and like you mm. were talking about the palpable sense of being on stage at an open mic or turning the next page of the book to find out what happens there's yeah. something very human about that storytelling connection and i wanted to ask you because you talked a little bit about a circular type of journey and obviously the ebbs mm-hmm. and flows of your career and all the wonderful elements that you can now build on and I'm sure help complement each other. But yeah. for somebody who's maybe starting out or for maybe somebody who's struggling a little bit or wants to become a writer or an author or, you know, to, to publish something or uh, isn't quite sure of, of what to do, do you have any advice or have you been given any advice along the way that you think is helpful to share with people, Monique? Yeah, sure. I I think there's a lot of great advice out there and there's also some bad advice out there. So one tip of it, you know, would be to to really look look for information that is going to help you on the journey that you are hoping to take. So if you're looking at self-publishing, find out who are the key people in that self-publishing field and then follow them and learn from them. If you're looking at going to traditional publishing, follow authors who've been through that. They're often really generous in sharing their experiences, good and bad and, you know, all the difficulties and see what they have to offer you about their own paths. But then you have to find your own path. You You can't be that other author who you might admire so much. Your path is uniquely your path. 
And I find that when you get caught up in comparison and wanting too much everything to be the same way that it is for that other person, you get disappointed. And the advice that sometimes is given, let's let's just say um, write every day, may not be the best advice for you in your circumstances. So you have to find what is best for you. And that might mean trying a lot of things. So there's another tip. Be open to trying lots of different things when it comes to being a writer. Um, whether it's, you know, writing romances and short stories that you never thought you were going to write before, which I did. That's not the path I wanted to take for my future, but it was a really good starting place to give me confidence. Um, gosh, there's just so much I could offer in terms of advice. I, I think, you know, follow follow authors, find a writer's group and become part of that writer's group and build a community around you. Go to, uh, you know, e events that are writing events and start to see how this all works and see where you fit in, in that. Ask questions. Never be afraid to ask questions, even if you think they're silly listen to podcasts, read a lot, read books by writers about writing. You know, it just goes on. There's, there's so much. But the biggest one is to find out what works for you. Well, that's that's great advice, Monique, and thanks for mm -hmm. taking the time to share that with our international audience today. Mm -hmm. And it, you touched on community there a little bit, and at mm -hmm. least from my experience and when I speak to many authors and people involved in the publishing world, there is a there is a great community out there and I know there are different genres and different you know writers etc mm. but I found it to be one of the most welcoming communities that are willing to share and help each other and mm. um, the more I sort of scratch the surface in this community the deeper and wider it gets I mean it, it is mm. incredible uh, yeah. and it's almost as though some people could sit outside of that and not even know it's there and yet when you untap it or unveil it a little bit there is kind of wonderful people and resources out there. So I would, I'd love what you said there. Thank you very much for sharing that. And it brings mm -hmm. me on to uh, the last couple of things I wanted to ask you today, which is, um, are you now uh, in full writing mode? Are you, you know, you've got three or four drafts in the desk that, you know, maybe you, you'll get back to, you've got a few ideas on the horizon. Mm -hmm. Is there no plans for that at the moment because you're too busy doing other things? What does the next six to 12 months look like for you? Are you a planner? Are you not a planner? How does your horizon and roadmap work these days, Monique? Okay, that's a, that's a really good question. Probably I can answer that. In, I can sort of compartmentalise that a little bit. Um, what does it look like in the next six to 12 months? I'm going to say I don't know. And I say that because very honestly, my work situation is in a time of transition um, and that's something out of my control. And so I don't know if I will have a job in, in you know, four months' time. So that could open up some new opportunities for me. And, you know, that's exciting. Or it could be that the, the position I'm in is, is extended um, and, you know, there are other opportunities that come there. So I'm kind of seeing it as uncertain, but with the, you know, with some hope there, you know, a bit of, yeah, possibility opening up there. That's that's from a work perspective. Um, and, and that then affects, though, how I'm writing. Because right now my writing is very much in the gaps you know I'm working four days a week my Friday today is my my day off work and then I spend you know that time 
catching up on life things um, as well as answering emails and doing all the all the admin-y kind of things. And then I wrote a Substack article this afternoon as well. And yeah, it's just it, Fridays tend to be another work day for me. So my writing time is on the weekends. And that's if there's time between kids, like adult kids and family and everything. So I kind of get quite precious about my Saturday and Sunday afternoons as, you know, at least two hours I want each day for writing and, and that's it. Next year I might have more time for that. So what I hope is that I will have the draft of my current novel finished by mid-next year. This is the very arbitrary deadline I'm giving myself. <laughs> So I'd, I'd like that. Um, as to whether I'm a plotter or a planner, I I am a bit of both. In in my non-writing life, I'm very much a list person, a planner. I think ahead. I'm somebody who likes to start projects early and gets quite. Um, you know, when you do group work, when you're working with a team, and there's those leg back people. I don't know where you fit there. But, you know, I'm, I'm the one who's like, right, we need to start this now. We need to think about this and this and this and I need to plan it all. And then there's the other person who's who's like, chill. <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh, no, no, we can't chill. <laughs> when it comes to writing, I'm a more of a go by intuition, I think. So I don't plot out my entire novel at all. I have an idea and I write down notes as I'm going, but I certainly don't plot it out. I just kind of know in my head this is going to happen and then that's going to lead to that and then that's going to lead to that and then hopefully that will lead to that. It doesn't always work, just saying. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense. And yeah. it's interesting to see that juxtaposition or that parallel between I'm going to say in inverted commas, work and writing and how, yeah. you know, maybe very different approaches um, yeah. to the way you, you look at that. And also, you know, with obviously maybe some change coming, potentially, you're not sure at this mm -hmm. stage, but it, it's also interesting to hear you speak of it and the way that you've sort of explained that. And it all, it, regardless of the outcome, it almost all seems to lead back to some kind of creative uh, output anyway so mm. it, it mm. seems like you know regardless you will find a way for that to um work out uh, I suppose yeah. so it's wonderful that's, Thank I you. mean that's, yeah. that's what I want yeah yeah thanks for sharing that it's great to hear mm. that um mm. uh, and the last thing finally I wanted to ask you Monique is is there anything else you wanted to share with our worldwide audience today? Or maybe it could be anything new, or it might just be something we've already spoke about that you want to leave us with as some last sort of thoughts. And secondly, and importantly, mm. people want to find out more about the books, about the work, about the creativity, about the open mic sessions, about whatever's going on in your world. Where's the best place to send people to or to point them to, to reach out and connect and find out a little bit more? All right. Well, I did want to say... Just on the idea, like you asked about advice and, and, and tips that you can give people. And just going back to that a little bit, I spent this year really trying to re, rediscover my creative self because at the beginning of the year I thought it was, I, I didn't know where it was. I didn't know where I was creatively and I, I felt very much that maybe I should just give it all up and walk away from it and just work. 
and I'm glad I didn't, but it was a real process getting to that because I, I feel like I'd got to a point where I had lost the joy in what I was doing and what I was creating. And I was overthinking it so much that I couldn't see beyond the overthinking, you know, lying in bed at night and running over scenarios and trying to plot a story that wasn't working in any way and then not sleeping and, you know, where that all goes. So I needed to find a way to get the joy back in my creative life and I did that by playing. And when I say by playing, I mean by doing things that weren't necessarily anything to do with writing, although some were, and just being with my inner inner child for a little while, letting her come to the surface so that I could feel that joy because you know what children are like, you know, they just... They're just so joyful and wonderful and they see a bee and they think it's the most beautiful thing ever and they follow it around. And we seem to lose that when all the pressures of life get in the way. So I would go out into the garden and I would watch those bees and I would take photos of flowers and I would walk on the beach and I I sang in a pub choir, like a couch choir thing and recorded myself singing, which was excruciatingly embarrassing to hear myself sing afterwards but it was one of the most fun things I think I've ever done um you know I drew pictures I I just baked random things it was all about reconnecting with things that made me feel joyful and I think that's what people need to try to come back to when it all feels too hard and you can't find that thing that you're passionate about just try to get yourself back to that that little person that you once were, if you can. Um, so that's what I'll leave you with there. And as for finding out about more about me and or where you can get my books, look, I am on LinkedIn, I am on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. So Monique Mulligan author on Facebook and Instagram, Monique Mulligan on LinkedIn, you'll find me there. Also have a website, it's very easy, moniquemulligan.com. And you'll find my books there on Amazon. You'll find them at the publisher Bloodhound Books. I'm pretty easy to find, actually. So <laughs> you well, found out a lot. That's <laughs> great. Well, Monique, thank you so much. I really loved what you said there and what you've added as we've come to the end of our time today. It is so important, that rekindling of creativity, that rekindling of who we are, that mm. sort of allowing yourself almost allowing yourself the time to mm. do that we mm. don't do that enough in life and I find that incredibly creative incredibly inspiring and thanks for being so honest and sharing that with us here today um mm. look that brings me nicely to the end of our time together today here on the global discussion I want to thank everybody who's either watching or listening to this show around the world and particularly to this episode make sure that you like follow subscribe do everything I need you to do to help support the show and uh, I hope that you'll join me back here for more discussions with creatives and leaders and thinkers, just like Monique. But I do want to say thank you so much, Monique. It's been wonderful to have you on the show. I know it took us a little while just to sync up and get, get together, but it's so great to talk to you and to see you today. So thanks so much for being a guest on the Global Discussion. Thank you for having me, Simon.